right, guys. Oh my god, what time is it? Let me let me check what time. It's 11 p.m. It's 11 p.m. Usually we start a good three to four hours earlier than this, but yeah, it's myself. Got my boy. Yo yo yo. <laughs> he's hesitant now. <laughs> like he's scared. <laughs> I'm not hesitant. Legit, like we have just been like kicking back, having some drinks, having crazy amounts of conversation that we probably should have recorded. But we're just gonna jump in where we left off, essentially. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we've in. been having this like crazy conversation about sex and about like how we approach sex. So, oh my God, this guy. Yes, we're doing it. We're doing <laughs> it. But yo, speak it to the mic, okay? Speak it to the You're mic. You're bugging. We're doing it. We're having this conversation, okay? Essentially, like I approach sex whether it's a one night stand or it's somebody that i have regular sex with as like a full-on experience like i i don't want to have sex with someone unless i know we're gonna give each other our all we're both looking to please each other and make sure that we both leave satisfied whereas jamali has pretty much put it out there during our conversations that he'll approach sex like i'm just trying to bust a nut which Fair enough. To me, it's it's foreign as fuck. Like, care to explain but, yourself? No, but that's just my <laughs> personal choice. Like, it is what it is. What do you mean it, it is what it is? Like, that's such a cop out. Like, you never fucked a chick just to get off. Like, no. Like, okay, but you haven't. That's fine, and I respect. Because, like, for me, it's like if I just want to get off, I'm just gonna masturbate. That's cool. We like, have I will literally options. like pull up some porn and get a quick whack off and like i'm good to go like there i busted my nut like i just got one off and like i'm good like if i'm like in the bedroom with someone and we're both naked we're both seeing each other like our most possible vulnerable state okay i want to have like a full experience i want to go top to bottom like let's do everything we we want to do and like enjoy each other Okay, that's cool. I respect it. (laughs) I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Let me clarify how this started. Uh, Bro, we're not going. No, we're going there. No, fuck you because you're acting like you don't want to talk about it. We're going to fucking talk about it. Like, bro, hold hold up. Hold up before you begin. Explain yourself. (laughs) We all have different choices in life. We have different things are different. What turns you on turns may not do the same for me. Oh, naturally. And therefore... For me, someone's sexual preference, life, is a personal thing. It's not, there's not a normalcy in a way that I could, like, I'm talking heterosexual, obviously. I mean, obviously, but whatever. But, like, there's a sense of normalcy. You can't really put everything in a box and be like, this is the way you should behave, or this is what you should be doing, or this is wrong, this is right. Okay, well, to put it into context... This all came up because we were we were talking about how was it either last episode or a couple episodes ago, Jason had said he doesn't eat pussy or like he doesn't eat his girl's pussy, which we all think is bullshit. It, no, we don't all think. No, we we know all it's know it's bullshit. <laughs> we know it's bullshit. <laughs> okay, so from lover that, boy Jason. <laughs> so from that, like basically, Jamali was saying how like he well first he said he doesn't do it. Well, let's clarify what doesn't mean. No, but, I, I, but that's I what you said. You said you... I said, the way, like, let's, let's, because you're fucking going off on your own tangent. Yo, so are let's, you sweating? <laughs> I'm not sweating. <laughs> Matthew advertised 
that he's a what is it a, a what is it what do I am of a pussy eating practitioner. Yeah, he's a practitioner when it comes to fellatio or whatever the female whatever it is, Cal- right? Canalingus. Canalingus, right? <laughs> you know, my, my vernacular is not that proficient when it comes to that. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> However, I on the other hand, I'm a more real laid back. Like I mean, I don't talk about sexual experiences to details the way he does. And therefore, when I use the word don't, it's not that I would meet a chick and do it. Like, if I'm in a relationship, a long-term relationship, and, like, I feel like it's necessary, then I would engage in it. That's the difference. You eat pussy. It's a fact that if you sleep with a girl, you would most likely eat her pussy. Right oh, 100%. Wrong. Exactly. That's the it's a difference. prerequisite. It's a prerequisite. Okay, fine. Whatever, bro. <laughs> You've been out of school for so long. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we having this conversation, bro? There's so much on the docket. that We're we having to... this conversation because we've been having this conversation but for Jason's almost But Jason's not here hours. to defend his, Yo, fuck Jason. his non-eating pussy fuck self. Fuck Jason right now. We're talking about you and me, man. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Because, like, the one this thing when it comes to... Ridiculous. Just going down on a woman, eating her vagina, and, like, it's the experience of... Pleasing someone outside of yourself. I agree. Like the most selfless act you can commit. Agree. Especially sexually. Agree. 100%. And the way I see it is like when you approach sex, 80% of the battle is foreplay. 80% is fucking foreplay. You have to like, you. it sets the mood. It sets the tone. It lets them know how committed Right. You are to what's about to happen. Right. So for me, it's like if, if a woman's like she doesn't give head, I think she's just a selfish human being. Fair enough. And like when a guy tells me like they don't go down on a woman, like I just feel like that's yeah, a but very. You have to also. Hey, let me finish my thoughts, buddy. Oh, my God. I feel I that that guy is a selfish person sexually because okay. you're. The act of performing that on a woman, it's one makes the whole experience easier for the guy. Because let's say you're a hundred percent. Let's hypothetically say there's a guy out there who's Bro, like, do you realize? Oh, hold on, come out and let you go to your whole fucking sermon because this shit gotta end and it gotta end quick. <laughs> Why? Because I'm not in the mood to discuss. Yo, it's a laid back episode, Jamali. Relax. I'm laid back and. <laughs> Maybe you should lay some women back and uh, lift their legs up. How about that? If that's your opinion. I don't have to follow directions. You're not my GPS for life, bro. There's a difference. I agree with 100% what you just said. I do, however, believe that this is something you share with someone you have deep feelings for. That's where you and I differ. And I think it's clear. And I No, it's not clear. I think it's something that you should address. You're also polyamorous. I think that plays an impact on the way your perception. Absolutely is. not. It does I, I not believe, play an act. Bro, no, hold on. No. First off. Whoa, first, hold the fuck first, up. First, first of bro, all. <laughs> we're going to have this conversation. Oh, I'm no, gonna we're we're going to have it. We're going like, to have it. We're not going to. It's not going to be a conversation <laughs> where you just ramble on for fucking 20 minutes. I'm not going to ramble for 20 so minutes. So shut the fuck up and let me, let me interject. <laughs> 
this is ridiculous. I don't, I don't think why. I have no reason to believe this is a valid conversation for a podcast. Why not? Anyways. You think the people don't want to know how we live our lives sexually? Fair enough, but that's my personal business. But anyways, I don't have a problem sharing. I'm not embarrassed about nothing I've done or will not. do. So I'm cool with that. Like, I'm comfortable sexually. Like, that's not a issue. My whole thing is we value sex differently. And I think that's where, to you, it's where you value, like, experiences with people. I like to be, I'm more reserved where I would like to please a woman I'm in a relationship with. And that to me means more than just like the experience of sex with anybody. So I think that needs to, you know, yeah, take and you know what? Like to clarify that I 100% respect. Okay. I okay. would never knock you for that whatsoever. Sounds like you was. No, I would never. Because I've made this very clear. No, no, no. no. I have Sh made this very Tyler, clear. Tyler, he's lying. <laughs> he's lying. He's I making, am not lying. He's making it clear now that the mics are hot. Oh, this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's making it very clear that the mics are hot, okay? Because that's not what you were saying before. But no, like. Tyler could confirm. I clearly said, <laughs> if I'm in a relationship with a woman, that is something that no, and, and that I respect. I, I feel I, that is a must. Yeah, I, I respect that. Like, right? Because if a woman, hold on, <laughs> if I'm in a committed relationship, a woman's committing herself to me, I think it's my duty to fulfill her as much as I capably can. It is your duty. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, for just in case you guys didn't hear, <laughs> Tyler basically said like what was going on in the conversation before where Jamali said I don't eat pussy but I have eaten pussy and I will eat pussy yeah if but it's my the wife way he was talking was as if pussy was just not on the menu for I him. think the way you <laughs> interpreted what I said no. that's, that's it's yeah, your it's interpretation of fair. what I said it's fair you never fought, had follow up question you just took it at face value and I, it's fucked up because you know I've been in a long-term relationship. So you should even be like, oh, well, uh, how come with such and such that didn't go down? Yeah, I know you were in a long-term relationship, but the way you were speaking was as The if way you took it. No, 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 I think, no, 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 I think no. Jason, Whoa. I think Jason, Jason's <laughs> statement took precedent to what I said thereafter. If you remember when Jason and you were having your dialogue about vagina eating. And how glorious it is. I literally didn't say nothing. Did you? Do you remember that? Yeah, you laid in the cut like I a laid fucking in the cut, germ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked up, bro. You're fucked up. Hurry like, up, let's get this conversation over with, man. <laughs> like, yo, he is sweating. I'm not sweating, bro. This footage, we could, we could put this shit up if yo, you want. Up. He's shining. He's shining. <laughs> oh, it's bugging. like, like. Basically, the distinction that was coming out was just a matter of, like he said, me viewing it as an experience where it's like whether it's somebody I'm having a one night stand with or somebody that like I'm in like a long term relationship with. Either way, like I want every sexual experience I have to be something that is like I walk away from it feeling completely fulfilled. I, and I respect that. And personally, I don't feel fulfilled if the woman I'm with didn't get to her peak of pleasure. Wait, like that's just me. Like I, I want to make sure like I'm walking out of there. Like even if I never see this person again, that I left 
there knowing I did everything I was supposed to do. They felt the way guy. that sexually I am. I'm a very respectable guy and when I it comes to that. sex. That's good. And and, and that's me. Like I, I really want to like walk out. Like if I never see you again, if you never hit me up again, whatever it is, I like, at least we can both say with this experience, we enjoyed it. We had a great time. We got everything we wanted out of it. We're never recording at 11 again, bro. <laughs> this is never going to happen again. <laughs> Seven the latest, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, at 11, you get a bit. <laughs> what? Bro, again, we also see things differently. Like I was saying to, to Matt before we recorded, well, in our conversation, that I see kissing somebody as something more intimate than True. than a sexual experience to me like i've slept with women that i've never kissed which just, is weird to me it is weird to you but because to me it's also weird that i would kiss like, i can't envision myself sticking my dick in someone that i'm not willing to stick my tongue into the mouth nah bro there's there's you know like you, put on a, you put on a nice little rubber on that you're good to go me i just think <laughs> <laughs> there's no rubber in my mouth bro like that's just how i feel like i'm just being real like i'm being very honest true this is a very right? condid but it's like candid fucking conversation like, how do you get to sex without like bro like it goes into like my whole foreplay thing like i not only enjoy foreplay, but like I need foreplay. So you've never been with a chick that was just ready, just get straight to it. Of course I have, but like I've still like at the very least made out with them. But you've never gotten a girl who was like, yo, just skip that. Let's just get straight to it. No. Okay. Like, I guess we do with different I, I people. As far as I can recall, I've never been in a situation where it's just like, take off your shit. I take off my shit. We fuck and that's it. Like never. Okay. There's at the very least a makeout in. I respect that. A titty suck, you know, like at the very least. I'm not against that as long as you're not lactating. It's fine with me. Hey, <laughs> if you get a little bit of milk, it's just extra flavor. <laughs> this is what happens when you record at 11 with Matthew alone. Jason is uh, MIA Yo, Jason again. should have been here, but I don't know where he is. So you know what? Whatever. And so I'm uh, left to be subject to his. Uh, We're just continuing conversations, bro. With Jason, a key part of your fucking conversation starter. Look, we all know Jason, who has a girlfriend, is eating that pussy out. Sorry to call you out like that, Christina. Jason don't have a like choice. <laughs> this nigga don't have a choice. I don't know why he keeps saying, I don't eat pussy. Bro. There's numerous No, he didn't say I don't eat pussy. He said he hasn't eaten her pussy, which is a bullshit lie. No. Since I've known Jason, and I've known Jason over two decades. Is it? About? Yeah, I'm old as fuck. <laughs> I'm calling my age right now. But I've known Jason since 99. Say no names, by the way. Say right. No, names. no, I'm not going to call names. <laughs> and in numerous situations we've been present, Matt, myself, and Jason, he has been outed. To have at least done it to a chick or two or maybe multiple i don't know but i know he eat pussy like there's no question to it there's no way you could be in a i'm like one of the most conservative person i'm very to myself there it's it's logically impossible a grown man who's about to be 32 years old who have been in several serious relationships has never eaten pussy now if he said that's not his thing but he does it to his girls i respect that because that's just me as well but the way Jason goes on about it is wrong. 
Now, he did say he never ate his girlfriend's pussy. I don't believe that shit. This guy, where did he go? The Dominican Republic? Hey, we ain't gonna call it his life now. I'm gonna fucking call him out on this. Because <laughs> there's nowhere you're going on vacation with your girl. And you're not gonna take advantage, as you say, to eat her out on the beach. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just. Hey, don't, don't try to be politically correct. I now. was just prefacing my personal beliefs of what I would do on vacation with my significant other. And eating some pussy on the beach is definitely on the menu. Hey, I think it's on the menu for any normal person. I'm just saying life is about experiences. You're so messy. I'm not messy. I'm honest. What the <laughs> fuck you mean? But is, isn't life about experiences? Oh, of course. Some of the things you do just to say the sake of doing it. I just I've done it. You're going to tell me you're in a serious relationship with your girl. You take her horseback riding on the, through some. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are calling him out and he's not here to defend himself. Hey, that's not my fault. People make choices. I made the choice to be present. <laughs> We should call him. We no, should call him. We, we're not call. I only time I'm call him if it gets to twelve and I can't get my, I can't get back home. <laughs> we should. He's we should. probably like head deep in some pussy right it's, now. Oh my god, you're so vicious. He's like right now. Uh, <laughs> my lips are kind of occupied. <laughs> what do you guys want? <laughs> This is terrible. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I personally would not take my girlfriend to another country and not trying to create some memories there. Oh, for sure. And that's just, I think, I think normal as a normal person. I'm not saying heterosexual, because if I was gay, I'm sure it would be the same concept. True. You know what I mean? So that's just the reality of it. I, 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 it's hard to believe a 32-year-old male Who's been in relationships, long-term relationships? Plural. Don't go south. What are you doing in your life if you don't go south, bro? He goes south, bro. Jason here stay nappy. There's a reason they get grabbed very often, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank God we're off this shit. Let's, let's move along. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> never again don't ever bring this Wait, shit up let's 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 move along properly <laughs> <laughs> i had to put that kawaii laugh there you're terrible terrible just throw the kawaii laugh up it was worth it terrible man <laughs> so how was your week matthew yeah this is the way we should have started <laughs> but since Actually, you wanted no, to let, divert let's officially introduce the podcast Fuck man. <laughs> hey Ridic everybody and welcome to the Dolby. This man. was not my hey, intention. I'm introducing the podcast. Oh, now you want to do that. Let me introduce the Now you want to do that. Yes, let me introduce it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to the Dolby Mad Podcast. Your weekly dose of a couple homies just kicking back, shooting the shit, and talking about eating pussy. No. You're here with your boy Matthew. <laughs> And I'm joined here with uh, one of my mates. <laughs> right. We don't kick back and talk about just eating pussy. This is the first <laughs> Say your name. We're conversation we've bro. had. I've already said my name, by the way. Say it again. We're introducing. 
Don't talk to me like that. This is Jamali. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is one for the ages. So, uh, how was your week? How's the mental health? My week is good, man. <laughs> really good. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it went downhill in the last uh, couple hours, but and <laughs> took a plummet in the last twenty minutes, but. Uh, <laughs> been a good week overall. <laughs> My week has been pretty good, man. I didn't ask you that. Yo, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your fucking mouth, okay? Um, you don't want to talk about your week? I'm going to talk about mine. My week was pretty good. You know, it was really busy at work, but uh, no usual shit that I get through all the time. Hey, no, family's been doing good. For those of you that know my situation, it's been better than before, but uh, still making strides, baby steps. We're making leaps and bounds as we have to make them. One step at a time, man. Yeah, mental health. Keep on trucking on. Bro, you're in a good space. I can tell. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit sauced up right now. You know what I'm saying? A you little saying? too much, if you ask me. We had, we had some vino before we started. Then we jumped over to some brewskis. So, you know, we're feeling good. <laughs> Yo, stop, stop shaking your head, man. <laughs> All right. The things I subject myself to. What do you mean Pause. subject yourself to? I should have took Jason's advice and taken like a day off. We fucking held you up at gunpoint and like put you in front of the mic, bro. Anyways, what's on the docket for tonight? Uh, let's start off with Her Excellency. Oh, my Lord. queen. Oh, Lord. The newest ambassador of Barbados. The most beautiful, elegant, exuberant. The highest acclaim of what a goddess should be the woman that just when you see her you understand just say rihanna bro yo first f yo let me tell you something <laughs> let me tell you something right now hey don't you yo yo no shut the fuck up <laughs> don't you ever in your life cut me off when i'm speaking about your goddess the most extravagant <laughs> The most beautiful, the most elevated woman of our generation, okay? Her Excellency, Rihanna, okay? Show some respect. Oh, no, 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 shut the fuck up. Show some respect, okay? What respect need to be shown? Yo, show some respect to Her Excellency. Bro, she's your fellow countryman. I don't expect you to do anything Show other than that. some respect. There's no respect. Keep going. Officially named Ambassador of Barbados. Oh, just, it warms my heart to These see. These are their greatest exports. It makes sense. Yo, you know what? We can cut the mics off right now. We can get to it, bro. <laughs> you want to throw hands, you can go at it. Like, But she is. like she's, she's phenomenal. What has Barbados been known for in the last decade or two? Yo. Other than Rihanna. She's their greatest export. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I agree with everything you just you, said about her. Hating, bro? No, I agree with everything you just said about her. But you cut me off. Yeah, because you're you're too you're indulged in that. Moment. I am indulged. It's Rihanna, bro. <laughs> Wait, Her Excellency. Her Excellency, you say official title? No, it's a she's an ambassador. That's an official title. Her Excellency. Okay, that's good for you. I'm not from Barbados. I'm good. Where's your Excellency at? We don't got uh, one. Uh, Can we just oh, continue, oh. please? <laughs> That's right. So for those of you that don't know, Rihanna was officially named Ambassador Extraordinary 
and planetary chain. I don't know what that word is, so I'm just, I'm fucking it up. But either way, with specific responsibility for promoting education, tourism, and investment for the island of Barbados. Dope. My queen. I like that. My queen. But it's true. I respect her for what, for even accepting that and for, you know, shedding light on a, a beautiful place such as Barbados. So Very beautiful. It is. I've been there a couple of times. You know what, man? Like, it warms my heart to see great people getting great things. No, I just think also it really too, it's does. important that, you know, her coming there from a young age, coming from there rather, I think it's necessary for her to shed light on the positive, positive side of Barbados. Not the pot, like there's negative things, but I'm just saying, like I mean, any place has positive is negative, negative but, right? But I'm just saying, I think it's dope that she stayed true to her roots. In other words, well, what I like about it is, like, for a while, Rihanna has been a part of the UN in Barbados, plus the US as well, with her like education initiative. Right. So this is like it's not something that's just brand new to no, like what no, she's no. been up to. Like everything from like her music and her makeup and everything that she's done. Like she's taken that investment and brought it over to like the education investment and now Barbados is recognizing her for her philanthropist work and they're making her official ambassador Barbados and basically furthering her personal agenda of bringing education to everyone and anyone that is deserving which is everybody there you go making sure children get the proper education they need whether it's in places like Barbados in the US or in Africa or in Europe, like across the world, like she's been working hard to like really focus people's minds on understanding that children are the future, which is like such a cliche thing to say, but, right. but the best way to secure that future for children is through education. So for that, Rihanna, ugh, as if I didn't love you enough, as if I did not love you enough. I love you so much more. Her excellency. Are you done? Show her her respect. Are you done? I mean, I could go on. No, it's okay. <laughs> I could go on. Um, but no. Let's go down like the short list that we had. and um, Do we want to do the sad story? Which is? LSU. Well, I think we sh it's important for us to address another senseless act of violence causing the life of some young individual to be cut short. Well, let's preface this by saying there's not a lot of information about this story so far. Right. So it it I think it came out what maybe five six hours ago, maybe a maybe bit more. Maybe ten by now. Well, yeah, yeah, actually by now, considering how long we've been talking. Yes. But like like I said, there, there's not much about it. There was maybe one video clip that went out that was like a Snapchat post, which was like ten seconds. Right. Overall, what happened was. An LSU basketball player, Wade Sims, was shot and killed during an altercation that happened outside of a Subway restaurant that was a couple miles away from, like, the LSU campus, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, it's just, like, an, another senseless act that came from something that obviously could have been avoided. Right. But it's, it's a developing story. It's, like I said, it, it's really fresh not really sure what to make of it not really sure how it all started but it's just one of those things where like we're getting another experience of gun violence taking a, a life away that yeah. was unnecessary you know yep it's really it's really messed up to think that you know a guy with so much potential 
well, not just just because he's an athlete, but just a young person. He was what twenty, twenty one. Yeah, around so, that age. You know, what I mean, a junior in you know in college. I mean, if you're gonna fight somebody, fight them. I don't think. I think if you're gonna use a gun, which is a lethal weapon, you're looking to terminate somebody's life. Yeah, I, I think that's really sad that this is what you know people are resorting to. Because I know for sure the person who pulled the trigger, if you speak to him or her or whoever did it now, I'm sure they've, there's some level of remorse or regret to have even done that had they known this would have been the outcome. I would hope there is right. I, I think some with any decent of regret. Yeah, because right. like from the video that was posted, right? Like you see a bunch of people like fighting, like right. they're in a parking lot, it seems to be. And at no point in like that 10 second clip did it feel like it needed to escalate to that point but about that clip though because one of the the tag on it was like someone just got shot yeah exactly So we don't know if the person if he was shot before that happened and then people just got rowdy well no no, no. like I i'm assuming by the way it happened right because from what the article that we had read they right. said guns like they heard a single shot go off and everybody ran Right. So watching that video, you're seeing a True. bunch of people fight, right. and at the same time, it's like you're you're seeing the caption of someone just got shot. The well, camera's closely following the fight, and then when the shot goes off, the the phone goes down like it cuts. Right. So I'm assuming that person who was filming ran away as well because obviously then tagged it. Someone just got yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like you. it's a situation where you hear a gunshot, you're not sticking around. You know, like, I, like I don't know if our listeners have been in a situation where they've heard a gunshot. I've heard a gunshot go off, and We've I tell you right now, both, man. there's two things you do: you hit the deck quick, and then you fucking run. Right. And you're you're not really concerned about where you're running. You're just running. running. It's crazy. In your mind, it's I don't know where this came from, but I'm just gonna get as far away from this position as possible. Right. It's not even like you don't even know where it came from. Even if you do know, it's just like. You don't want to be caught in that line. You exactly. Know I mean? You don't want to be exposed to the potential of being hit. Like, so, you know, it's sad. And I mean, regardless of whether he was a basketball player or, you know, a doc, uh, you know, medicine student or whatever he was, he could have been just studying art, just a young life cut short over something I'm, I'm sure that is going to be looked upon as, sim you know, something very simple meaningless yeah and you know it's just sad that's really that's really sad very fucking unfortunate and like i it's just a situation like this it's so irritating because obviously like we we make a note to talk about these things as like reminders and 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 try to find ways to like almost get understanding about it you know because it happens so often, and we're always so confused and surprised when it happens. Right. But at the same time, like, we don't want to talk about it so much that we get desensitized to it. Because I feel like, even for myself, like, there's a lot of times we've come here, and there has been this type of story. And oh, yeah. I've literally omitted it from the list just because... I don't feel like talking about it again. No, it's a very weighted subject. Exactly. Like, like it, it's it's a heavy topic to talk about. It's something that, especially in, in this case where it's so recent that there's still so many questions about it. But at the same time, it's it's a constant reminder of just 
what can we do to like avoid it you know and like what can we do as individually like having individual responsibility for our actions right. in terms of avoiding these situations and i know like for us in montreal it's the chances of this happening are so much more slight than a place like louisiana true but at the same time like it wasn't too long ago we talked about a, a guy getting shot by the police right you know and same type of situation where it's like you you have a fight that breaks out and the result of a fight breaking out is somebody getting shot and killed yeah it's hard to talk about these things and i'm sure there's probably a few listeners that are just like fuck another one of these like i don't want to hear it again and for you guys specifically sorry to bring it up again like we get it but at the same time we feel a responsibility to like talk about it mostly because we want to get it into our minds and your minds where it's like what can we do to like make some type of difference i just personally think like i don't think it's an education thing anymore i just think accessibility to guns i mean we know louisiana is an open carry state right i believe so so you know i just think it's like wrong people or people who are not emotionally stable having you know access to these weapons because honestly, if the, you're literal, if I'm having a fist fight with somebody, the last thing I'm expecting that person to do is to pull out a gun on me. Or uh, the last thing I would have done if I was a gun owner and had a gun on me was to pull it out on that person. Well, like, I get that, but at the same time, it's... Because to me, it's a cowardly action. In a situation like action. that where you're fighting, like, there's so many different scenarios that could come of it. Like, we could be in a fight, and maybe I could be like, yo, it's done. But, like, the person I'm fighting against is like, no, they want to keep going. And right. I'm the person with the gun, right? right? So, it's like, I'm like, no, fuck this. It's done. Like, we both swung on each other. We both got hits in. But, like, I'm over it. Right. And you just keep pursuing me. And because I'm trying to get away from you and you're not stopping, now I feel like the only way out of it is to pull out my gun. And yeah, but unfortunately, then you, shoot, you fire though? it. Unfortunately, you fire it. But... You know what I mean? Like that that fear and that sense of I'm going to be in constant danger unless I escalate it to that point. Right. Not to justify the act of killing someone, right. but like the mentality behind getting to that point. Right. And I mean, even the story when they say it's a single, single gunshot, like I could just imagine like someone doing it like a scare tactic to be yeah, like, yo, get exactly. the fuck back. And then boom, you know, it's not on safety. Yeah. You know, a slight finger wave and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it's it's messed up that, you know, a, a young life just is gone. It's you know what I mean? unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. I, 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 don't mean, I can't even say the person aimed to kill. Like, you know. And, and, that's, and a, that's the other thing. It's yeah. like a single shot, you're trying to stop them. Right. Like, if the story was Multiple. two, three, four. Yeah. Then I'm thinking, yeah, you were aiming to kill, but like right. that one shot was essentially a warning shot. Enough like for almost. me to think you you did it because you were like you're over this fist fight. Right. Now it's like maybe you did it to kill. Right. Of course. Maybe you did, or maybe you did it just to like stave off the attackers. And unfortunately, this guy got killed. It sucks either right. way, but we talk about it because we're just. We need to get some type of understanding on this whole situation. And eventually, maybe if enough people talk about it, enough people give perspectives, we could get to a point where we could get some type of understanding of how we can get control over this all. 
don't think it's controllable. I just think when it's all said and done, I think it's just, again, accessibility. I think as long as accessibility to guns, and I'm not saying people shouldn't have guns. That's not what I'm saying. I'm no. saying that once the wrong people, because for some people, a gun is no different than a PS3 or PS4. Yeah. Right? But for some people, a gun is is where they hold their pride in. Like, you know, they feel proud. Like, I have a gun. They f their power comes from it. I think those type of people shouldn't have guns. Like, that's where I'm thinking. Like, I don't know if they have to do a psychiatric evaluation before they issue a gun license. I don't know what they have to do. But I think too many guns are in people's hands who don't know how to deal with the power of having a gun. Yeah. I mean, like, in a perfect world, there would be a thousand and one different ways before determining if you deserve to have a gun or not. Right, of course. You know, whether it be psychiatric, physical, like, just, you would go through every single hoop and every single hurdle to make sure, like, this person who owns a gun does has earned the right, right. to own a gun, outside of it just being, like, in the U.S., a constitutional right. Right. With that being said, it's, I mean, like, I don't even know how to make sense of it at this because point. Because to me, the way I look at like it I is this. I really don't. It, to me, the way I look at it, for you to get a driver's license in any state in the U.S., you have to go through a process. Right? Well, look, just let's say just here in Montreal. Right. Once upon a time, you could go just do the test to get your learners. Right. Once you got your learners, it was, I believe, a two-year probationary period, one right. year or two year. Right. And then after that probationary period was over, you had a full license after you did, like, the... The driver's test. Right. But besides now, that. Right. You have to go through at least six months of driver's school. Right. To get it done. And then once that's done, you still have to do a, a, a driver's test. Right. And then once that's done, now you can. No, you do the schooling to get your your learners. Right. After you get your learners, you do the one-year probation. Right. After one-year probation, you do your driver's test. Right. And then if you pass that, you get your right. full license. And the thing is, like. You know, Montreal is pretty much a perfect example. You cannot go to get your learner's permit without being certified that you've done your time in the classroom. Like, you literally have to get a paperwork from the driving school to say, yes, this person have done the required theoretical yeah. work to, you know, and they're, they're, you believe now that they're, you know, ready to go on the road. And I think that's something that should be considered. But then again, you know, there's always going to be people finding a way around that system yeah. to, to acquire weapons. And I think I think it's sad. I th really think because most people who do it, I don't think they do it out of a villainous mindset. I don't think so either. Especially, like, considering the situation. It's a fight. Right. So, like, watching the video, there was multiple people fighting. Right. So in that situation... I think it was mostly like a person feared for their life. Right. And that's why a shot went off. Like, I'm not. I don't even go as far as that. I literally think it was a nervous twitch. I think it's somebody yeah, pulled a gun out just to show like, yo, but, you know, because yeah, again, and, their and, power comes and look, from like, that. We, we've seen many situations where, you know, a gun gets pulled out and somebody starts posturing up and flexing right. me like, oh, right. you're going to shoot me, you're going to shoot me. Like, right. if someone pulls a gun out and then you start acting like you're not afraid of the gun. And that person shoots. And you're still acting in a menacing way or exactly. proposing like, threats to that person. This person pulled out the gun right. because they, they were in fear. They were, or they were, 
thinking this is the only way to de-escalate this. And right. if in that situation where they pulled it out, it doesn't de-escalate it, right. now their automatic thing is, I got to at least pull the trigger, let them right. know I'm serious. But not only that, too, like, we're, this is hypothetical, of course. Yeah. But it literally could be the gun fell from somebody's waist, and this individual and the owner of the gun start tasseling for it, and a single shot went off. And as soon as it, it went off, too. It you know, be that too. You, 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 they both just released themselves from that weapon. So, like, the whole point is just accessibility. I think people who own guns should understand the responsibility of having a gun. Because you're essentially playing the role of God. You're taking people's life at, yeah. you know, at a pull of a trigger, a split-second decision. Like, that's crazy. <sighs> All right. Enough about guns, man. Let's talk about this election coming up. Wow. How do you feel about it? Well, for the latter part, for, for up until like a couple of days ago when the whole immigration thing was brought up, like I felt for once, because I, I listened to the English debate. Yeah. And at no point did the PQ mention referendum, separation, you know, Quebec being independent. I was like, oh, that's so amazing. That this wasn't a part of their, their for once it right, felt like that right for once it was like oh we're actually gonna have an, an election where we're gonna talk about economics right education right medical system integration and, of people into yeah. the you know what I mean the Quebec lifestyle but it was because I I was listening on CJD with my parents and you know the one of the guy I forgot his name now was like was really like oh my god you know like. No mention of a referendum. Like, I couldn't tell you the last time this ever happened. And I'm like, we're in 2018, bro. Like, that's, that <laughs> should not be like a concept. The one thing that always bothers me, like, I could be leaning towards a party. Right. And the second I hear anything about we want to separate and become our own country, I'm right. just like, you lost me. But you cuz I can't support that. That's that's yeah, not like, a a viable right, like, option. Even if economically speaking you're perfect, education system wise, you're hitting every mark. Like everything I look into cuz for me it's like I look at economy, I look at education because like my nieces, right. my little cousins, like for, for right. me it's like I want what's best for like my family as far as like making sure my or the like, next generation they, period. Or or that exactly right. period. But like when you have like personal stake in it, right. you, you pay a bit of more. Of course, it has a deeper value. So I'm not saying any specific party was hitting this because I'm not gonna tell you guys who I'm voting for because I don't wanna have any type of influence on your vote. Vote for who you feel is best. Right. Period. I don't care who you vote for. You don't have to tell me, I'm not gonna tell you. But the one thing I will say is the second I hear any type of Quebec official party talk about referendums and separation, it takes me away from what their main practice is because that's not what's important for us right now. I don't think it's it's important for us overall. Ever. ever. Because right now our focus should be on what's going to build the economy stronger. Right. What's going to help the people that are living here. Right. What's going to help take homeless people off the street? What's going to help our future generation, which are the children, as far as education goes? Are we right. going to make it cheaper for them? Are we going to improve the infrastructures of educational systems and schools? Right. To me, that's important. And also, you skip, for me personally, what another thing that means a lot is elderly care. Like, I want to hear how you're going to, what system you have or, or ideas you have to put in place so that, you know, seniors or, or retirees could 
at least live a decent life, you know? Yeah. Like, I work in a space where I'm constantly engaging with people who live on restricted budgets. And it's sad to believe that they have to sometimes think about whether they need a telephone in their house as opposed to grocery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that are really detrimental to society. And a referendum is is unnecessary, I believe, in my personal opinion. Completely unnecessary. And it's only going to cause more chaos, and we have more important things to focus yeah. and channel our energy to be great. You know what I mean? I don't think it's right for... And I, don't, I think it's it's archaic for them to have that mindset. Like, very archaic. Like, yeah, I mean... It's such a 1960s way of thinking. Right. It's old. <laughs> Get rid of it. And look, like, ever since that, like, the first times we or at least Quebec was talking about like referendums and separation. What ended up happening was businesses ran the fuck out of Quebec and people, people ran and businesses ran and it hurt our economy. Definitely. Once upon a time, Quebec was one of the biggest places as far as like businesses coming here. Oh, for sure. People coming here because biggest province in Canada, Montreal is a hub of international peoples and businesses and when you start with the language laws when you start with the separation talk when you start basically putting a price or putting like a limitation and a tax and basically a line in the sand of how far you're willing to go with people that aren't a part of your traditions let's say you put a mark on these people who are on the outside coming in and essentially, you're telling them whatever you do is not enough for what we actually feel our bottom line is. Right, and they need to be accommodating. Like to me, yes. that's the whole concept of it. Like, you know, the beautiful part of living in like a city like Montreal is the diversity. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we, I could literally walk out right now and bump into five people of five different cultures, five different values, and guess what? They're sitting at a table having a meal. Yeah. And they have one common thing, and that's their love for the city. And I feel like because us living in Montreal, it's so open to us about what this concept should be for all of Quebec. Right. But because all of Quebec doesn't get to experience what Montreal Montreal does, they are so blinded to what that experience actually does for this province or what it could do for this province. But you see, the thing is, where I were, where I, I would agree to with you a certain degree, but I also think it comes down to the willingness of the individual. True. We live in 2018. We don't live in 1965 yeah. where the radio dictated our perception on the something. internet is there, people. Right? The internet, <laughs> you know, accessibility, like you could travel, come to Montreal for a weekend, come see what life is like. You know what I mean? It's not like we're talking about you know a far-fetched place like montreal's accessible to anybody who lives in quebec yeah and a lot of people from the outside like outside of montreal come into quebec because of concordia mcgill right dawson vanier like even like you'll have people that will go as far as like going to bishops and still come over to montreal because it's an hour away right but not only that i feel like for you to be in 2018 regardless of your age to hold value to the idea that Quebec should be almost a purist state, like in a sense, like we have to hold true to our our values or whatever that may be, 
I think you're almost living and missing out on opportunities of experiencing a beautiful, you know, energy experience, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's stupid. And I don't think, I don't think it's a sensible, I think it's ignorant people. I'm sorry to say, but I just think ignorant people hold on yeah. to that value. Well, it's like, it, it's an ignorance or, or essentially like an undereducation. But I look at it like, let's say you come here. Let's say you, you get to be one of those lucky people who experience what Montreal is. You still have to open yourself up to it. Right. You know, like, because, I mean, I've met some people who, like, have come here, but, like, they remain in, like, their personal bubble. Right. And they don't realize how accommodating this place is to whatever lifestyle you're into. Right. How no matter where you go in Montreal, there is something for you. And if that thing isn't there for you, there is somebody who could point you in the right direction. Definitely. You know, like, we have an amazing gay village. We have an amazing up-and-coming, like, I, I want to say hipster area, which is essentially Griffintown. Even though they may not admit it, it really is, like, up-and-coming hipster town. But, like, it's there for you, you know? Like, you have everything from athletics. You have everything from... Arts and culture. Art, arts and culture. Like... Montreal, you know, as far as like fashion, art, food, music, like film, there's something for everyone as far as creativity goes. But then even on the technical side, engineering, there you, you know, computer, like coding, design, right. like there, there isn't anything that you could be possibly be into that you can't find here. Even and customer then, service, bro. And then when when you look into politics, culture, yeah, you look at we have a little Italy area, we have like a Haitian, Community. heavily populated area, we have like Curb, like English Caribbean, Caribbean area, like Chinatown, like, every, like there's everything. Like there isn't something you can be that we cannot find for you where you're like, this is how you're gonna get comfortable, right? But then this is exactly how you're gonna get exposed as well. There you go. But the problem that I have with Quebec politics is the notion that people, outsiders, are coming in, whether to dilute or to uh, try to erase Quebec's values and so forth. Because a lot of immigrants come here not speaking French. They find some way to establish themselves, make Quebec their home. You know, you have English-speaking people, unilingual people, as much as Quebec push against them, whether it's to send their kids to a schooling system that they cannot help their kids with homework, whether it's to, you know, the, you know, the way information is given to them from government institutions, yeah. it has to be in French. You know, they still find a way to, to live and maneuver within that system. Yeah. Yet, I feel like they're always constantly pushed to the edge of always trying to force to adapt. Yeah. I think it's about time. And I don't say this with, you know, anything malice, but I think it's about time that we open our eyes and see the value of having this, you know, this diversity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think, I think it's ridiculous when you think about, you know, CJEP. CJEP kids Did are that now. that look weird? CJEP <laughs> kids are now forced to potentially pursue deeper French learning. We're not talking, this is ridiculous. This, when you're in CJEP as a young person, myself, when I was there, 
I'm trying to discover myself a path, a career path that I'm well, trying to go you're, down. You're to. right at that like cusp of life where it's you're discovering. You, you feel like you know where you want to go, but at the same time, you have absolutely no fucking idea. There you go. And you're discovering yourself. You're discovering who you are as a human being, and at the same time, you're learning everybody else. There you go. So it's it's this weird like imbalanced place where it's discovery, but it's still understanding, and you're just you're creating that path. And I hate that Tyler left us now because I have to take this. <laughs> but I also feel like it, I really do feel that essentially, essentially we need to respect and appreciate the fact that we have a lot of different languages afforded to us. Our children could learn different languages. You know, exp you could literally, I always say, pe tell people like, Sometimes traveling, being in Montreal is literally, you could experience different culture, you know, a couple bus stops away from you on a train ride. You don't have to go far to enjoy great Mexican cuisine. Or if you're, you want to try good Haitian food or Caribbean food, it's at your disposal. And I think Quebec need to realize that it's a plus to have that as opposed to the idea of forcing their notion of their culture, their language on a group of people who are not fighting back against it. Because I, for one, I came here, you know, at a very young age and going to French school in elementary high school wasn't easy, but I saw the value in knowing a second language. I saw the value in meeting people of different culture that I've never met. You know, if you come from most places in the world, if you live in any place, it's most likely a homogeneous setting. Places like Quebec, Ontario, New York, Miami, London. These are places where you're, you're able to have different experiences just because you live in a city with diverse culture. All right, sorry. I have... Let me just bring you guys behind the curtain. I ran out to take a piss, so I missed a lot of what he said. But I agree. I agree. All that effort in trying to have a conversation. No, I, you know what? I know Jamali myself. held it down. <laughs> I know Jamali held it down. I know he did. And I apologize that I had to run out. But no. Like, I know he held it down. So, so uh, I will listen to that part and be like, this motherfucker is on point. I just think it's, it's beautiful. I think we need to realize we have a lot more going for us. And no one's coming here with the intention of erasing the French language. Of course. Oh, that's the, okay. I know where we are then. Yeah. Right. Because we were talking about this before where it's like, Essentially, this idea that people are going to come and steal away a culture that if if you are that culture. Right. Let's say it's the, the French culture, like the French Quebec culture. Right. There's absolutely nobody who can come here and take that away from you. Bro, there's nobody absolutely who no has migrated to Quebec and was shocked that they were speaking French. That too. I think everybody migrated here knowing you understand. That it's, you understand. It's a French speaking yeah. and, and, province. And like I hate this idea of like creating a fear. And it's literally that. Like these politicians will get up there on their podiums and they will create this fear of if we let these people in, which obviously we've had like immigration 
conversation before, right. which we're not going to get into it because no, that's a whole other can of worms. But this idea of letting people in means we're taking away from ourselves, which is completely false. And it's an irrational thing to say to people because now you're feeding into this fear tactic narrative that anytime you see somebody who's not yourself, they're taking away from what you know and what you live and what you believe, which is completely false. And you need to understand, like, maybe you're one of those people who you're on the cusp and you're you're trying to make sense of what's being told to you in this type of circumstance. Right. Nobody is going to come to Quebec. Nobody's going to come to Montreal or any other place in Canada, for that matter, and say, the lifestyle you live here needs to change and we are going to be the ones to change it. Hey. Like, name a country where that happens. It's not a country. Like, honestly, I'm going to say something. But saying it in, I, in like, I, the general sense. I like, apologize who goes to a advance. country and Should says I? that or, or has that type of mentality where, like, they're, they're going to bring themselves and their people in to change a culture. I apologize. It doesn't happen. It, 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 it doesn't happen now, but it did happen. And the fact that we had Europeans or I'm not, again, I don't mean to offend anybody. But, but when they came but over... understand how that happened. But I understand that. But when they came over, you know, their goal was to impose yeah. their culture. So in, in, in some weird way, I feel like they think because they have done it to, peop to a group of people that they're expecting yeah. it to happen to and, them at some point. And the thing point. is, like, he just dropped his phone. They're, they're bringing up that, like I said, it's a fear tactic of... Yeah, this is something that happened, what, four, five hundred years ago, where... It doesn't matter. But no, but like, I'm, I'm just saying, as far as like the tactic that they're using, something that they did that, like, almost a millennia ago, they're using that now as a means of saying, this is why we need to be our, like, we need to really police who comes in here and be our own country and have our own control. And it's a ridiculous sentiment because the people that come here understand this isn't our land anymore. We have to respect their rules. We have to respect their culture. Absolutely. And we are we are guests. It's like you go to someone's house. When you go to someone's house, first things you do, you take off your shoes and you're right. respectful to the to the, the owners of the home. Right. You say your hello to them. You, right. you you thank them for inviting you. Right. And then whatever rules they have implied in their home, that's what you follow. You don't walk into someone's home and say. Well, you know what? Where I'm from, we keep our shoes on, we kick our feet up, we fucking open fridges and open doors and leave lights on. Like, no, you don't do that because that's just completely disrespectful. It's that. I would agree with you, and I agree. I, not what I do agree with you 100. percent But you, you know, when someone have done you wrong, right? Yeah. Or you've done somebody wrong, and they know, you have that fear that they're trying to get even at some point. Even if it's not that person, you're afraid to be exposed to your own what you've done to somebody and the hurt you've caused. And I think they're. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying this. I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm saying no, this again. I get what you're saying. And but I feel like that. Like you're trying to hold on true to something that no one is trying to violate you. And the thing. And on. the thing with that is, that's understandable because it would be individual. Right. If I did something to somebody in particular. Right. The idea of them trying to get retribution is understandable because it's me and that individual. Right. Whereas if somebody of a different culture right. is coming in to our country, right. the idea of 
they're only coming here to get retribution? Well, it's not. I'm not saying the person's coming to or get like, retribution. No. Okay, yeah, that's a strong word to use, right. obviously. But I'm not saying people are coming here to get even. They're just afraid that what they've done to somebody could be done to yeah, them. Yeah, it could be done that's to them. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and that idea is what we, as like the regular citizens who elect and empower these people, need to be like, stop fucking doing that. Because it's crazy to think, like, if this idea of referendum and Quebec, you know, separatist ideas existed six from the 1960s however long that is we're in 2018 it never happened yeah your language is still going strong no one has ever trying to ban quebec from speaking french why are you still trying to fight somebody a fight that no one's trying to fight with you exactly like you're you're creating an enemy that doesn't exist right and i think like <laughs> what you going back to what you said earlier i really think it's politician playing with people's emotional strings that's exactly what it is. And I think it's I and, think it's bad. But the reason they're doing it is because there is that there's still a minority population of people that believe in this idea of Quebec as a country. And because that minority population is there, they want to feed that idea into people that you have the diehards that believe it. Right. The people that are don't give a fuck. Right. The people that are on the fence. Right. And then you have the people that are just completely opposite. Right. They know they can't get the people that are completely opposite. Right. They're hoping that they can get some people that are on the fence. Right. That are on some people who don't give a fuck. Right. And bring them in to the ones who are diehards. But I think also, too, like, we, it affects everybody. When you put a politician in power, it's literally you're giving them your next however much years of existence in a place they're going to dictate how that experience for you goes. Yeah. I think it's it's about time people wake up and they stop feeding into these narratives that are not true. And, and call them out. Yeah. Like, not just don't feed into them, but when these narratives are brought up, right. call it the fuck out. Like, it pisses me off where we're watching debates or speeches or town halls or whatever the fuck we have going on, and... Maybe someone in the crowd brings up this idea and a politician right. who's supposed to be a representative of the whole right. feeds into that idea. But I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago when, you know, the university strikes. Yeah. And then Pauline Marois just jumped on that bang wagon and yeah. then just ran with it. Uh, I just think, I think personally, I mean, if you look at Canada as a whole, we have what, 10 provinces, 13 territories? No, we have 10 provinces. I think we have four territories. Uh, three territories, sorry. Three or four, yeah. Three. Yeah, I don't know why uh, Yukon. Yellow. Yukon, West, and, and uh, Nunavut, right? Three. Yeah, Quebec and some parts of, uh, you know, northern Ontario, Manitoba, and uh, I forget which of the maritime province do speak French. They're less than 50%. New, New Brunswick, right? But yet, Canada still recognized itself as a bilingual country. Yeah, it's legally, in, in the Constitution, it's uh, English and French It's country. a bilingual, it's a bilingual so country. I don't understand why Quebec is so hell-bent on the fact that, yet, our economy grows because we're bilingual. Yeah. Right? But you don't see that as a benefit to be like, you know what? Let's cherish this. It doesn't hurt anybody from northern Quebec to come and learn English. Just like it doesn't oh, hurt Korea. anybody from Montreal to learn French. Yeah. It's for your own benefit. But like, like majority of people in Montreal are 
bi slash multilingual. Oh, for sure. Like, I know people that speak more than two languages. Like, I know speak... a lot of polygats. There's yeah. people who speak beyond five languages. Yeah. Like, it, and it's just because we're multicultural. Right. You have people that come from, like, the Middle East, Southeast Asia. Right. Asia, Asia itself, yeah. Europe. Like, yeah. it's just this idea of, yeah, like, people that come here, they come here because they know it's a multicultural right. place. It's a bilingual place, or at least expected to be a bilingual right. place with the minimum of French and English. And from that, you're going to find your your explicit culture or right. your minority culture. Right. And then the language that you grew up with from your home country, right. you can jump into and, and still hold on to that. But you see, the thing is, that's that's what I what my problem is, because I think as a person who lives in Quebec, being bilingual, I still feel like I'm really not up there because the average person who comes here, French is their third language or second. In or, most cases. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You have someone who come from Russia. Their native tongue is going to be Russian. They're going to learn English. They're going to learn French. Now they're trilingual. Yeah. So you're trying to hold on to this one thing that makes you unilingual and you're you're cutting yourself you're, off. You're holding yourself back. Back, literally. You're you're literally cutting off your <laughs> yeah, hands and you're feet. You're holding yourself back because yeah, you're holding crazy. on to this idea of French is the way and Quebec is the answer, but in reality it's inclusion and the understanding that what we have right now is the right. precipice of what the future holds. Right. But my point is as as a as a French Canadian, let's say or even someone who is of uh, a, a sudden, like even if you take someone from Colombia, for example, or St. Vincent, anywhere where it's like you have one singular language, the idea of learning a second language is a far-fetched idea. Yeah. If you're a French Canadian, you can learn English. You can go to Russian school, learn Russian. You can learn Chinese, German. And the reason for that is why? Because we have all these different culture already yeah. here. That's something you should appreciate. And value and be like, yo, I'm welcoming to everybody. I could learn Chinese and never been to China. Yeah. That's crazy to think. You have that's because an opportunity. Because we have the people here that can teach us. And that's an opportunity. Don't look at that as a hindrance to you, the progression of your culture. No one's here to take that away from you. And on top of it, it's like going back to like just the idea of what we should be looking into when it comes to electing these officials. If I know I live in a place where we can literally have contact with all of the world in one place. Literally. I would want somebody in power who notices that strength. And values it. Values it, but not only values it, but makes it the forefront of what they're running on. So just to bring it back to like the election that's, or the voting that's going to be happening on October 1st, which we encourage all of our listeners if you're in Montreal, if you're in Quebec, vote October 1st or vote in the early polling, which is going on currently. Make sure you go out there and vote. I don't care who you vote for. Don't ask me who I'm voting for. I'm not asking you who you're voting for. Go out and vote for who you think is right. But one last thing I have to say about it, because I think <laughs> I, I have to say it. And us having a conversation as English Montrealers, we're not targeting the Parti Québécois. Absolutely not. Because I do believe on both fronts. Well, not both fronts, on both spectrum, whether you're, you know, a Parti Québécois supporter 
or you're a liberal supporter, I feel as a liberal liberal party, they play on the fear of immigrants and you know, so immigrants literally just go to them because they're like, if I go anywhere else, yeah, you know, all of a sudden I'm gonna be forced to learn French to even allowed to be on the bus. You know what I mean? And so they play on this narrative, yeah. which is also bad. Which is a false narrative. Right, which is bad. And I think yeah. on either side, they need to come to a point because Quebec is such a place where for us to have these extreme differences, but yet they're the one thing that makes us all yeah. common. Like, it's crazy. Find yourself in the middle and then make your decision from that. There Maybe you, you are far left, far right. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to judge you either way. No, it's but preference, personal the, choice. The worst thing you can do, and not to judge one of this, is not to use your privilege of using that right that you have to make a choice, m you make your vote count. Yep. And like people always tell me, like, oh, my vote doesn't count. No, like, just fucking vote, man. Because you never fucking know. You never know. And. I'll be very frank. I'm not a big politics guy. We've had this conversation off the mic. I personally voted a few times, you know, beyond 18. I should have been voted a lot more than that. But, you know, for once, because of this debate that I actually took the time to listen to, I feel almost compelled that if I didn't, I'm not one to complain of a politician. But you'd be I, doing a disservice. I, I think I will not, <laughs> not a disservice. I just think like at this point in time, I think as English speakers or people of Quebec, if you're against the bullshit these politician is selling us, whether you're a unilingual English, unilingual French, but you have no problem, like it's about time we literally shift shit up. Like, yeah. like if you're unilingual English, don't feel and like the, the Parti Québécois address issues that value are value to you. You should vote for them. Vote for them. Like, don't feel the, the, the feel that, oh, I got to stay liberals. I don't really like all their shit, but, you know, no, this you, makes more sense. Look, to, what you need to do, what everyone needs to do. Don't vote based on your fears, man. That's all I'm trying to say. I'll say this for myself. I can't remember the last time I voted for the same party in the previous election as the current one. So, like, every, I feel like every single time I voted for someone different. And it's mostly because I look at every party, like I'll run through what they're talking about, what they are saying they're going to be doing. doing. And then right. from there, I base it on what my needs are, what I feel is important to me. And then I go from there. Understand, like I'm telling you this. And like I said, I'm not going to tell you who I'm voting for, but I'm telling you this because every single time I feel like I voted for someone different just because I know every four years your needs change. But yeah, you're but what you're speaking of, uh, speaking on is that you're not voting based on your personal fears. Exactly. I think French it's Quebecers. On needs. It's it's always on needs for me, and I, I feel like more people need to understand. Vote on what your needs are, what you feel like is best for yourself, for your 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 lifestyle. Yeah. For the lifestyle of your loved ones, yeah. like there's there's so much you need to consider in going into the booth and voting. Right. Make sure all those things are wrapped around your head and that you make a conscious decision that is best for what you feel will put the next few years forward right. in your eyes. Definitely. Definitely. And if look, if all your friends are telling you they're voting one way, but deep in your heart you want to vote this way, vote this way. Absolutely. Don't vote their way. Vote 
your way, the Absolutely. way you feel is best. Because at the end of the day, you using that privilege of voting the way you feel is best for you and your future, even if it pans out that whoever you voted for didn't win, at least you know you put your stamp in for that person because that's what you felt was best for you, right. period. But that's the thing about a that's democratic right. society, right? That's your right. That's your privilege. Don't You don't have to be a sheep in this. No, but I think, I think a lot of people feel the idea of democratic societies is that you have to be you know you win if you vote for the party who actually has come out victorious yeah, right like, but no but like, that's not how it works it man. shouldn't it, you in a democratic society you vote for who best represents your values yeah and it shouldn't be based off fear i think and, like and I most said, importantly with this too is like this isn't federal no this is like municipality this is shit like, affecting is, you right here this is literally your backyard right like Maybe you didn't do federal. You could be excused for that. But yeah. when it comes to your community, your town, your city, your backyard. The, the responsibility that's placed You on have everyone. to make sure who you vote for is the person that you feel is best for you and not the one that you were influenced right. to vote for. Or you voted because you're fearful of what another party could do, even though you agree with their exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, to me, that, that to me is the epitome. And, like, ever since... I've been alerted or smart enough or understand Quebec politics. I always feel that liberals will get the immigrant support because they play off. Well, at least the English speaking immigrants, they play off the fear of if you vote Parti Québécois, they're going to want to have a referendum. You don't want to give the majority government because they're going to have a referendum. Yeah. They're going to ban you from speaking English. It doesn't work that way. At least that's what I believe. It doesn't. And I feel like the Parti Québécois feels like, oh, well, you shouldn't vote for you know, like people who support them. Like, I can't vote for these people because they're going to come take over. Let's be honest. Most of these the people who are unilingual French, they like to have a nice taco every now and then. Who do you think <laughs> speak that taco? Where do you think it came from? You know, I'm just saying. Like, you like to experience different culture. They like to have pasta, you know, these are the reasons why you could have you could have that. There's places like I watch a YouTuber that literally said he never had an authentic burrito before. He lives in Canada, but he doesn't live in a, a, a metropolitan area like Montreal where you could literally go somewhere and Which find that. It's a fucking shame, man. Burritos are amazing. <laughs> but it, it is a shame, but it's also something we should appreciate. Yeah. And look, I, I love the fact that Right now, I could go out and find a place where I could get a taco right. at this hour because right. it's what twelve fifteen a.m. Oh, yeah, I could go out and get a fucking taco at this. Like I literally could, bro. This is the place and I could do that while ordering Uber Eats and getting fucking Chinese food. There you go. And maybe even if I wanted to get some fucking pasta, why? Because I can. <laughs> and, you know, we take these things for granted. We do. This is a privilege. It, The ultimate privilege. Bro, like, I, I literally... food is the ultimate privilege. Literally. <laughs> well, food is. But do you realize, like, like I could literally leave for work and I, I could satisfy any craving I have. I Maybe one day I want some Arabic food. Maybe I want a slice of pizza. Maybe I want some pho. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all there in an authentic way. And the reason for that is because of the diversity that we have. Get some boost, Dan. <laughs> there you go. You never know. No shout out for brands, but 
No, I'm just saying. I love I'll shout them out though. I know. I know the 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 originator. He's a good dude. But I'm just saying, like you literally, <laughs> we went to Dawson, and we literally had a food court full of variety of food. Yeah. Like and. That only happens if you have cultures, man. There you go. You start talking foolishness, you might end up just... I don't even know if you could even have uh, shepherd's pie. You know what I mean? Pate chinois. I don't know. If, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you can have. Like, it's crazy. Well, look, uh, to put a stamp on it all, like, basically what we're saying is get out there and vote. October 1st. Look, we all should have gotten those letters in the mail by now. If... If you got the letter and your name wasn't on the card, please register. Make sure that you're eligible to vote because it's important. It's really important. Like, this is your backyard. This is your home. This is where you live. This is where you rest your head. So it's something that you should really be taking into consideration and not treating as just, like, some minimal thing. Like, do what you have to do. On top of that, I mean, do you have any final thoughts to go into? I mean, no, I just think, like, don't be voting based on fear and really vote with what's best for you and those. Yes, that's it. That's all I feel. Right. I mean, I don't have anything else to add on top of that. I feel like we got it all off our chest at this point. Definitely. Man. So, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up, uh, guys. Well, we still got to touch a few things. What are you trying to touch? Nah, Bill Cosby. They put my boy in jail. For what? Three to ten. You know, I'm not. I'm a cosmic. Wait, 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 your boy, bro. That's I'm I don't care what happened. I don't care what people want to say. I you know how I stand. Like, let's not get this shit drawn out. I'm just saying Bill Cosby potentially could spend the next three to ten years of his whatever life he has remaining. You know, here's the whole thing. I'm still hoping that homie's out in 30 days. I'm in a pool. I got two years. You're sick, motherfucker. Hey, man, money's to be made, baby. (laughs) Yep. They're going to be busting his pudding pot. In that motherfucker. I Go think you gotta be a sick, twisted fuck to wanna fuck Bill Cosby. Pop in the pussy open for the fellas in the yard. <laughs> My pudding pop brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> Y'all sick, man. <laughs> Look, okay, all jokes aside, yeah, Cosby's in three to ten years, if you ask me. That's fucking light. Because considering what he did, what he got... What he was accused of. Three felony counts, 10 years apiece, and all he got was three to 10. He got a white boy sentence. Sorry, Tyler. He got a white boy sentence. He got a rich guy sentence. No, no, no. I don't think he got a white boy sentence. I don't sentence. think it's a white boy. I think it's a rich That's boy That's a thing. fucking white boy sentence. Let's it's be honest rich here. Wealth. If we're going to talk about it, if we're going to extend this, let's extend it. It's he, wealth. He got a wealthy white boy sentence. He was on three felony counts. He was on three felony counts, 10 years apiece, and got three to 10 years. He will most likely be out in one year with good behavior. And what bad behavior is a fucking 80-year-old going to do? An 80-year-old half-blind man going to do who has to walk with a fucking cane. And that's why he shouldn't be in there. No, that's his, he should be in there for the acts he committed. Oh, he was accused of a committing. 
and convicted of. Bro, how many people were convicted wrongfully, bro? You know what? You make this argument, but anytime Kobe comes up, you want to call him a fucking rapist, rapist even though he wasn't wrongfully he convicted. He was acquitted. Was so he let's wrong? Have the, let's no, have this conversation. No, we could have this conversation. Let's was have this conversation. Kobe wrongfully accused? You remember the last last time we no, had this I'm conversation? What did I say to you? I'm asking you the question. Why do you take the side of one man against the word of forty women? I'm asking you a question. Kobe no. had DNA proof. DNA proof that he was around that show. No, he had DNA proof that he wasn't the only one who had sex with her. Hey, if his and DNA didn't he got draws, off. he didn't get off. For not raving, he got off for the fact that they were able to smear her image and make her seem like somebody who was going around fucking the whole team, right? And that it wasn't rape. That's how he got off. If we right. want to talk about it, right? And, so, and why Bill do you Cosby, take the word of one man okay. over forty plus women? Because the same way they, Kobe, them smeared the girl for being some kind of, I guess, the Lakers hoochie, and. Why don't you, you know, why is her word not good enough that she Who? wasn't the, the victim that Kobe? No. Because Look, that's what you're saying. In, in that case, right? I'm neither for or against that whole situation. Of course not. As far as I'm concerned, the courts took care of it. Right. And I respect the court's decision. Right. I don't think Kobe's a rapist because the courts went through all the evidence. Right. And they felt that's what it was. Right. So the courts went through all the evidence of the 40 plus women who accused Bill Cosby of doing this heinous act. Right. And you still sit here and say that there's a possibility that he was wrongly accused. Why? Because it's the same court system that convicted uh, Emmett Thiel. And no, don't give me that boat. Don't roll your fucking eyes. I'm being. I'm rolling my fucking eyes to that. How dare you? How I, I'm not, dare you? I'm not. No. How dare you bring up a kid who was tortured, bro, beaten, bro, and killed, bro? No, no, that's disgusting. It's not disgusting. That is completely that's the system we're fucking one, dealing it's with. It's not the same court system. Oh, really? It's not the same court oh, really? system. No, it's not. What's the difference? There is decades of difference between the time in which that happened before the civil rights movement that happened. Compared to this situation with Bill Cosby, where 40 plus fucking women. You keep bringing up this 40 plus women, yes, bro. I have to because you're defending one man who went through the court of law, who had to go through all these women who talked about what they went through, what their situation, they gave full on testimony. And I'm you not still trying to defend here this to, man I'm not as here. your boy. You wanted to extend this, we're extending this. Let's we go. Are. I have no problem. But what you need to realize. You need to respect my opinion. I respect yours. You feel... No, there's opinion, and then there is defending somebody who got convicted of rape after bro, they went through the ju judicial system. Bro, there's a lot of people who get convicted of crimes because they went through a judicial system, and years later, were vindicated because they're wrongfully convicted. So you're telling me right now... What? One man's word was correct against... 40 plus women. We've had this conversation. No, I need a yes or no on this. I need a yes or no on this. Like, I'm sorry. I need a yes or no on this. You are saying one, as Tyler just said, one millionaires, billionaires, 
billionaire's word right. versus 40 plus women. Why does his wealth have to come into play? Because this is what, when it comes to these rich people and right. it comes to these type of ac- accusations, right. they don't try to prove what's right or wrong. They right. try to strong or strong arm these people right. into putting them into a long trial right. that puts them in bankruptcy, puts right. them in debt to the point where they drop it right. simply because they cannot live Do anymore. you realize how contrary you sound when you literally just said, if you're talking about wealthy people, you said Kobe got off because they were able to smear that girl. Another wealthy motherfucker. So you don't tell me, sit here and tell me, oh, well, Bill Cosby, because it's 40 women on one side, is the same a bunch of millionaires on one side who smeared this do girl. Do you remember the no. Kobe trial? Actually, I do. So what makes you th- they got He got off because they were, they've said mm-hmm. it's impossible for him to have raped her. Right. If afterwards she had sex with someone else. I think that's baloney, that's, but... No, that's literally why okay, he Okay, but off. that makes it fact. I don't get what your point is. What I'm saying is what they did was a tactic that they really recognize these days as a smear campaign as right. far as you deteriorate the person's image right. to the point where right. they stop fighting. Right. So you're telling me someone like Bill Cosby with the money like Bill Cosby... When his the, age plays a major role. His health his plays age? a major role. Stop Bro, using his age. I'm not using it. This is the first time I mentioned it. No, you've said it before. What but I'm in telling this conversation, you is, this is the first time you I mentioned it. You have a man it. with money who knows if it's a long trial, he can keep going. And his job is to simply bury you in debts and fees to the point where you lose the will to fight. But Depending, when uh, you have 40 plus women coming to you okay you and understand these aren't 40 plus women who sat down in a group meeting you don't and know said, that thi- no we do know this well we bro, do know were this you there because the reports from the trial why is it okay, i need to cut this shit short why is it no, that you my wanted op- to extend it so no, we're no, 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 no. i'm not ex- i don't mind having the conversation but why is it your duty to somehow convince me other than my belief i'm not trying to convince you, you. are I'm trying to make you understand the hill you're willing to die on and see if you're content with that. I'm content with it. Clearly, we've had this conversation for the past how many, what, what, a year now? And I've stood my ground on it. So, like, we could just leave it for what it is. All right, fine. This is the Don't Be Mad podcast. Thank you guys for listening this week. What's sour? You said you're willing to die on that hill. So you die on that hill. There you go. Have fun. (laughs) Like, what's, what's more is there to talk about at that point? Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't be mad podcast on Facebook. Don't be mad pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your boy, Matthew. Join us always with my boy, Jamali. Jamali. Look for us next week. Surprisingly, we went longer than I expected us to do considering how late it is, but we get it done, baby. Love is love. Stay positive. Show each other love and respect. Protect your mental health, people. We will see you next week. Peace out. Peace.